Hey there! Did you know Kroger always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower than low prices? And when you download the Kroger app, you'll enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. And don't forget fuel points to help you save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. Want to save even more? With a Boost membership, you'll get double fuel points and free delivery. So shop and save big at Kroger today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay. So, Bioshock 4 is going to take place in a whole different area. Wow, I wonder what they're going to do. I mean, is it going to be... Well, no, there already was one in the air. It was called Columbia, right? So... And then that mixed with the one that took place down under the sea with Rapture. So, let's see. You can't do under the sea. Why would you stick to doing things just on regular land? I wonder. Could it be Bioshock in space? You know, that'd be kind of interesting, huh? Yeah. But then again, you know what else is interesting? The fact that I'm right here, right now. And a lot of people thought I wasn't going to come back, but... Turns out I am because welcome to the JMS show here on K360 Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What's going on, J360 Legion? Welcome to the J-Man Show here for episode 165. Ha-ha! <laughs> yeah, that's right, we are getting that much closer. Still on the road to 200, by the way, and man, I just I gotta say, it feels good to be back here talking to you all right now. I'm in the main studio, yes! Nowhere else right now, just sitting back, chilling, finally got some time, space, and opportunity. And needless to say, because of the restructuring going down, it feels good to be back here because, hey... This is where I'm at. This is home, man. You know what I mean? It's kind of like getting back in a good pair of shoes. You understand what I'm saying? And so far, so good. And managed to go ahead and work on a few things around here. It is August, and it's time to get ready for the fall lineup. And since J360 Jams is doing so well, by the way, I'm getting rid of the whole summer thing for that. It is a yearly show now. Yep. And speaking of which, J360 Jams 4 is landing tomorrow. And I'm still ironing out the playlist right now, you know, just sitting back and listening to a few more. Because uh, some of this is actually for 5 and some of this is for 4. You know, due to the due to the growth of it and a lot of attention it's been getting lately, like finally talking to a bunch of other independent creators out there in addition to uh, a lot of musicians. So one way or another, things are looking up. Yes, and, I, and, I, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, it only took uh, one of these J360 shows to do it. I mean, the J-Man show did open and paved the way. You can't deny this, man. After all, I love doing the show for you guys every week. And it has brought awareness and a lot of people want to be a part of it. But, you know, also J360 Radio Live came around where people could actually sit in and chill with me for at least an hour or so. And then, of course, you know, what would J360 Jams, that's only going to open up and make things a lot broader and bigger. And I can't deny the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of y'all have asked me about the Cyclone. 
Yes. I don't know if it's coming back this year because sports is in a bit of a rebuild, too. I mean, literally. You've seen my teams. Matter of fact, when I was running around saying Philadelphia 76ers, NBA champs, I won't deny it. We will be NBA champs again. I'm not going to deny it at all. Is it going to be? It just wasn't going to be this year. But you got to admit, the previous years, we were there. We were on the cusp. But, you know, <laughs> Rob Cass from um, the Roman Pod and Cast show, he'll, he'll probably get me for this. But, uh, man, <laughs> if you guys didn't make that last shot during the, t- during the Sixers-Raptors game last year, oh, my God. That one shot stole it right from us. And, I mean, it went dunk, 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 sink. I was like. See, when you're a Philadelphia fan, you know, sometimes the one thing that is known from us is saying there's always next year. And truth be told, there it is always next year. But, you know, I get tired of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's one of those things you get used to. It, it, it's just like, they. I'm not going to take it from the Raptors. They deserve that win. I am so glad for it, especially when they had Kawhi Leonard there. I mean, like, he really pulled that team together. He did the one thing that Vince Carter tried to do. So let's just be, you know, respectful about it. But, my God, it, it still kind of stings, though, because I was like, mm, we were there, man. That, that, that could have been us. That could have been us. But, you know, it's just it's just something about it, man. But I'm, I'm not going to take it away from them. And even though right now, as they are doing this, um, this summer tournament and stuff, I'm just like, okay, you know, I don't want to throw too much on them because, you know, we still got what we got out there, so – some of our people got hit with it pretty good. And then not to mention that Ben Simmons and Embiid are still injured. So it's like, yeah, uh, which way is up? But, you know, here's the thing. Like, in the latest game that we played, we do get the lead. We just don't keep the lead. And it just, like, pisses me off. And the same thing seeped into where the Philadelphia Philly season is right now. Because every game counts. And you see, I don't know when we're playing the Orioles again or if we're playing the Orioles again, but we made them look good. We made them look like stellar, and you know they're not stellar. I was standing there right there. I was like, no, no. Because, you see, when it's a Baltimore team, when it's a Baltimore team, they'll never let you hear the end of it. Baltimore only has two teams that they talk about. They siphon on everything else, but they only have two teams they talk about. Which, by the way, shout out to the city of Baltimore. I don't have a problem with you. But, man, I cannot stand your team sometime. <laughs> like, you know, Baltimore Ravens, okay. You guys are two-time Super Bowl champs. I have nothing against that. But at the end of the day, once we get our second and our third, all bets are off. Because Philadelphia Eagles, baby, fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to victory. <laughs> and truth be told, there's only one one true bird in the league. And if any of you say Seahawks, I'm going to pop you. But <laughs> it's just um just a wild time with the Baltimore teams. And then, like, Baltimore Orioles, they haven't been good since Cal Ripken was on the team. And Rafael Palmero, with or without steroids use. Which, by the way, shout out to Mr. Palmero. I mean, because I'm, like, sitting there thinking this. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, they're not this great. They're not this great at all. And then, you, and then the crazy part is I got a lot of friends that are actually Baltimore fans. Granted, they have, ha- they have not had – Good times being Baltimore fans, but this latest sweeping, 
Yeah, they, they they feeling themselves right now, and they letting you know too. They come out with their gear on, they look at you like, mm, "Hey Jay, guess how awesome I am?" And I'm like, "Yeah, screw you too, pal." I'm not a sore loser or anything. It's just I'm hot blooded about this stuff, man. I mean, like you know, you want to go ahead and show your dominance one way or another. And Lord knows we're playing that team again, and this be the year to play them. And our bullpen isn't up to snuff, and it just makes you wonder. It's like. Maybe we should go with that one suggestion that 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 person posted in the group saying, like, we should get some single-A players to be in the bullpen and kind of show them how it's done. But at the same time, I think maybe we're being a little too cruel because things are trying to rebuild again anyway. And it'll be amazing to see who the final teams are for the championship are going to be. Because I'm like, huh, you know? Because I really don't know. I mean, one way or another... Like, who is the top team right now? Because everybody's on the road to recovery. I don't care what you say. I mean, a lot of people say over here it's the Yankees. I, I'm i wondering if the Red Sox aren't on their way creeping up. But I'm talking about two different areas, you know what I mean? So, because, I mean, one's the American League and one's the National League. So, I got to try to figure out what's what. But I know we're 5-9. and nine, So, come on, y'all. Like, 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 straighten this up a little bit. And everybody's like, well, you know, you got Bryce Harper. You still didn't win. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> he ain't the only team. You know what I'm saying? We got to have everybody in the team working together. And right now, due to COVID problems, I think we're going to have to be a little bit more, I hate to say tolerant, but we're going to have to be a little bit more, um, how you put it, uh, the words on the tip of my tongue, I just can't think of it right now. But, you know, whatever that whole thing is, is that, you know, we're in a rebuild right now. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can. But <laughs> I'm still sitting here trying to figure out what caused this uh, 600 layoffs over at DC Comics. I mean, I was going to go ahead and try to tie this up, but, you know, news is still coming. So more and more is going to come out anyway. I'm just wondering, like, where do we go from here on it? You know what I'm saying? Because I love Superman, Batman, Shazam, uh, Zantana, Constantine, and Static Shock. I mean, all these great characters right here, and all of them have a huge wealth of stories to tell. And they were pretty much giving it to us as the fans. I mean, like the whole DC Universe streaming app. Even though I don't try to depend on streaming apps entirely because, you know, I like uh, media that I can control. Like, I actually do love having the DVD sets here at the house and stuff. That way, so I don't have to depend on, you know, subscriptions. You get my meaning? I know there's some of you out there like that that are always like, hmm, uh, yeah, I, you know, I subscribe to Hulu. I subscribe to Netflix. But at the same time, I'm not going to go into HBO Max because I already have the material from HBO on my home media. So I don't necessarily have to invest in any sort of cloud storage this or any of this stuff there. And I mean, a lot of people pay for streaming apps due to the convenience. And convenience is great. I'm not going to knock it. You do you. I do me. It's like how I try to go ahead and acquire as much blank media as I can for myself. Because, like, you know, one thing at the end of all this kind of stuff when it comes to what we spend money on as consumers and what they provide for us as, you know, uh, content providers it usually comes down to control sometimes. And some people are always like, they can't do this to us. Oh, oh, when they raise their prices up because of supply and demand, that, that, that should be a thing. It is economics at best. 
I mean, ever since Oprah united, uh, what, what, let's see, what did Oprah say one time? I'm not going to quote her on it, but I remember one time she was, she had one of the streaming apps on her list of favorite things. And then the whole thing just blew up like it did. And then all of a sudden they started raising the price. I think it was Netflix at the time. Cause a lot of people didn't want to go for that, uh, $13 a month. And <laughs> a lot of people didn't want to, but then again, no, no, it wasn't 13. They, actually, that's when they brought it back down. It went up to like 15 or something like that. Didn't it? And if I'm thinking correctly, if I'm if I'm a little off on it, you know, I apologize if I am. But I remember when it was announced, and then like everybody started doing Netflix, and then all of a sudden everybody started doing Hulu, and then everybody started doing uh, Amazon Prime, which I love Amazon Prime. You know what I mean? Like it's a package deal. But I try not to depend on it. You see what I'm saying? And then like, a lot of people are like, well, you know, you get Batman the animated series to watch on DC Universe. I got Batman the animated series to watch at home. <laughs> Simple as that. Pull it right on out and look at you. In addition to um, some of the things like film, you know, film uh, Funimation has a pretty good streaming network. And then you realize every single one of them have streaming networks. Hell, I'm sure like with the time it takes, some of you and you out there or me, we could create our own streaming networks too. Which at the same time, you know, um, I can see how that would work, but... I need more content to do that. <laughs> and I'm already doing six shows, so let us put that uh put a pin on that one. Which uh by the way, I notice like some people are like, Well, you know, Jay, uh, how come you're doing another restructure? And I'm like, Well, you know, you should always change and reinvent yourself every so often and uh I have no problems doing it because like this isn't the final form. This isn't exactly uh you know, comfortable here. And when you stay still in business you're dead. You know what I mean? So you should always be moving. You always should be changing your ways and your skill set. Not to mention, as I'm working on myself as a person, I'm working on the company as a whole. And so far, it's going pretty good. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm like, there's moments where I'm like, hey, I don't feel like it. But then saying you don't feel like it is one of the most dangerous things in business, too. Because you get a load of this. You are going to be doing things you don't feel like. If you want this whole thing to work out and get where it needs to be, then you're going to have to ignore that whole thing about whether you're feeling it or not. You just got to put the time in for it. That's where it becomes a, becomes like you're treating it like a job. And I've noticed like a lot of people will sit there and try to say disparaging things. They try to say, oh, you know, Jay, when I had a job, I blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, but you, <laughs> aren't you over 40? Okay, boomer. Yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever you say. When you were my age, yada, yada, yada. Well, when you were my age, you could buy a comic book for at least 35 cents. And also, you could get a Pepsi for a nickel. So what the hell are you talking about, exactly? Things have changed a lot. Insignificantly so. And I love it when the elder generation tries to tell you this kind of crap, too. Like, it's really relevant. Oh, you know, we started, me and your monster, we didn't have anything. Oh, yes. Trust me. I would have loved not having anything. But you see, here's the thing. I also got credit card debt, and I also have student loan debt. And while I'm at it, I might have to go ahead and look into all this other extra crap that keeps blocking me from having the life I want to. But at the end of the day, I'm too damn stubborn to go ahead and let it beat me down to the point where I can't have it. That's the whole point of it all. I love pissing people off that love to try to tell me what their life story is because guess what? It's really relevant to what my life story is. And it isn't. And I tell them that all the time. I'm like, okay, 
that's cute that you say that. It's kind of like when, um, I mean, like, long time ago, and this is before I had my set plan that I did now. Um, I remember one time wanting to go to Chicago. Not for real. I, I wanted to. Because it was always interesting, and G-Unit was big at the time, and plus I wanted to go see, uh, you know, the Chicago Bulls Stadium. And not to mention, like, Chicago's a media outlet, too. And this is before, like, well, it, it had its problems anyway. It was always a segregated city in some ways. Don't let it fool you. Redlining is always there. And not to mention how people look at shit from time to time. You'd be surprised what so many people take for granted and don't realize is there. But you see, the thing is, I had somebody tell me that a long time ago. I, like, this was 2009. Really, it's a dangerous time to go somewhere. It's, you know, because all the stuff that's going on and people acting out the way they are. And, you know, I listened to that crap. And I was I was in my twenties and stuff. I was very idealistic and hopeful. A little bit more than I was than I am now. Well, how do you like that? My phone is going off and it's ten o'clock p.m. I'm not fooling that crap right now. I'm all the way over here. So let it be. Let it be. <laughs> but you know something? It's just really really interesting to me. Like um, when it comes to Chicago and stuff. Cause um. I wanted to go there. When you see, like, they were telling me how how dangerous it all is, and I'm sitting here trying to get this story out right now. It'll stop in a little bit. <laughs> That's the humor, but I'm not I'm not gonna fool with that right now. But what I'm saying about the whole thing with Chicago is is like when I wanted to do this, somebody else came in and gave their two cents. And when they gave their two cents, it's like it didn't help me out worth a damn. Because at the end of the day, I'm sitting here thinking this. All right, so it's dangerous time to get out there. You're telling me not to go out there. And I and I held back on it. And when I held back on it, it wasn't good. I'm getting tired of that stupid thing. <laughs> I'm going to ride with this a little bit because usually it shuts down. Like, whenever I try to go to work or something like that, the alarms don't want to work. But when I'm sitting here trying to get this done and make this presentation for y'all, it all of a sudden tries to tell me, oh, well, hey, man, you need to wake up at this certain time. Technology hates me. Well, when, when I'm not using it right, I guess. So let me go ahead and kill that phone right quick, and I'll be right back in a little bit. So give me a minute. me for that <laughs> you know that's why i have these bumpers now but man my god that damn thing that wasn't gonna stop ringing why doesn't it work when i s whatever <laughs> but back to my whole thing what, what i'm saying in the point of that chicago story was when i really wanted to try this out now this plan could have worked i was ready i had my money i had all that stuff you know stacked together and he's gonna tell me this and I was like, all right, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it's crazy to do that. I'll just stay in Delaware where it's safe. Big mistake. 
that was like the worst damn idea I have ever done. Because when I stayed in Delaware, right, it was a safe zone. Nothing else was going on. I mean, this is during a time where some of the people in J360 were, you know, we were having fallouts. Like, granted, we were still associates in some way, but quite a lot of us, you know, we, some people were moving on in their lives and other people were like, you know, um, um, it's just not coming together for me. So I had to throw them out then. And I was like, yo, man, um, why didn't you just say something beforehand instead of me just like, you know, tracking you down and asking you why you missed out on certain show dates. And this is when we were doing YouTube. And then it was like, you know, it, it, a little bit of everything was going on in 2009. But at the same time, I was thinking this, oh, it's a dangerous time for me to move on and get stuff going. But it's not a dangerous time for people to go ahead and try to leave out or try to go ahead and do all these other things for themselves. I and mean, I don't have a problem if you move on. I don't have a problem with what you do. That's on you because I'm moving on in my own way. But I stood right here, and I look at the land of three counties, and I'm like, there ain't nothing here. Not right now. And this is before I went to Wilmington University. So, you know, keep in mind this. When you're in your early 20s and stuff like that, the only thing you want to do is party up and seize the world and all. And this is where, you know, you got, like, after Obama, and then he tried to go ahead and restructure the whole climate around here so that we can actually make things livable. He tried to, put it that way. I mean, a lot of people say, like, he he's at fault for certain things. I wouldn't deny that he was, but at the same time, it's like, it ain't as big as a mess as it is right now. And then you take a look over at, like, responsibility and, like, all the ins- institutions that surround us. You wonder who exactly deserves the blame and who tries to push the blame on other people. But the moral of that story is I was really pissed. Mm-hmm. Because you know why? Because going from 2009 into the 2010s, it's been nothing but a real crap show. It's been it's been lies upon lies. It's been manipulation here. It's been all this other stuff there. And this is the one time where I tried to, you know, give public opinion the benefit of the doubt and say this. Like, you know, maybe there will be another time when I could go ahead and do this stuff. But, of course, you know, that time never came. And then I got over that crap. And then I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm not sitting here waiting anymore. I'm pretty good at what I do. I'll make the plans here for J360 Productions. I'll restructure this. And then I'll go ahead and take a look and see like who else wants to be a part of an independent production company. Whether you work in print, radio, TV, film, wherever you want to be at, or even photography. I'll, give my, I'll try my hand at it. The only thing I didn't bank on was music. Man, if I had all my instruments back then, and if I practiced them daily... Do you not know how much of a force to be reckoned with I would be in addition to how I am nowadays? And not only that, like when I was doing self-teaching to, you know, self-learning a lot of my material for, you know, where we are right now, I then went to Wilmington University and I took care of business over there. And then I was like, hell, why should I wait anymore? So I don't. The only thing is that it requires me to be diligent. It requires me to be disciplined. It requires me to work hard. It requires me to show up even when I don't feel like it. And then at the end of the damn day, you know, hope that it all works out. And it should because I got enough guile and it's all about what you manifest up in your mindset. So it all checks, you know, and you got to be stubborn. 
And like a lot of people are like, oh, you, you know, you'll do whatever you need to do by any means necessary. I like uh, Malcolm X's philosophy, yes. But at the same time, because at the end of the day, I could have just stayed here, you know what I mean? I could have just retired from all this and, you know, sit back and watch other people uh, live the life that I wanted. Yeah, sure, I could do that. It ain't fun. And I'd be living there with a whole lump of regret. Or my dreams just stay dreams. That's a scary sentiment. And truth be told, if you feel that way about yourselves, remember what I told you in a few episodes earlier. You know, you're already right. If you feel that way, I will not follow you. Because guess what? That's not how I do. Never did. And you see, like, maybe when I talked about going to the richest state in the union, you know, even my pops had something to say about that. Even, you know, quite a lot of people I know had something to say about that. Little did they realize that I'm not going over there just to live off the land. I'm working. I don't have a problem going to work, man. Only thing I have a problem with is apathetic people and, you know, just because it didn't work out for them, automatically it doesn't work out for me. You know what I mean? I don't have time for that stupid mindset because that's not true. And then also, don't buy into what people post nowadays about, like, if you don't make it in your 20s, you're not going to be anywhere. That's pure BS. That's a lie within itself. I mean, let me let me tell you this, okay? When you're in your early 20s, you don't know who you are at best. I mean, some do, but not a lot. I mean, you're wide-eyed. You're thinking about other things. Half the time, you think about who you're going to try to hump on next. I know. I mean, like, you'd be doing all that wild stuff, man. You know, if I go back, if I knew then what I know now, shoot, I would have done my 20s a lot differently. But, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people sit there and try to say, oh, like, you're not going to make it in your 30s. And a lot of people have that mindset, like, oh, you know, you graduated college at 35. So you did. You bought your first home at 35, so you did. You, you you do all those things that you wanted to do. And I'm not saying, like, an apartment or something. I'm not saying renting like I do. I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, when you actually bought your starter home. Like, what does it matter to other people, like, when you actually do these great things? You're building up to something else, aren't you? That's why it's a starter home. You know, like. Certain things that people go on a, a gripe about. and Oh, you're going to start your own production company? Won't that require a lot of money? <laughs> no kidding, jackass. Of course it does. No kidding. But I'm good at what I do. And you know, because at the end of the day, I don't trust people. And sometimes, you know, I don't work. Like, the people you work with sometimes, they got a problem too. And then sometimes they don't follow through on anything, which is why you have contracts and you have all sorts of parchments that come together to try to keep things under control. If it seems pretty outlandish and ridiculous, it might be. So always read like the bylaws in it. But when you look at that kind of stuff, they'll try to breach a contract too. And they're the ones that wrote the damn thing. So you might want to pay attention necessarily to the things that is thrown at you. Because they are hoping... Left and right, if they can speed talk you or give the head and use you and not give you the credit or the royalties that are due to you. And they will go ahead and do that stuff to you point blank in front of you. So you should always pay attention to what you're doing. I'm not saying that it's not going to be tedious, tactless, and, well, you know, I'm not saying it's tactless because, well, you saw the Me Too movement. I mean, like, people sit right there 
and they're going to go ahead and mistreat these women and, and men and men like this. Or basically, or how you self-identify, I should say, mistreat you left and right. And then when you start saying like, hey, I'm not going to stand for this anymore. Then all of a sudden you're parah. Because they're all going to unite with each other and be like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to work with that one. That, that one is difficult, man. They do what I told them to do. Because the way you went about telling people what to do was ridiculous in general. And not only that, don't have to stand for it. It's all about treating people right. And you see the thing about doing J360 Productions, I mean, I'm well aware of the controversy that surrounds certain things. And then I'm always seeing like how certain people, the evil that people do. And I try to do this stuff as honestly and as fairly, fair, <laughs> as fair as I can. And I have to be fearless and resent, you know. I have to be fearless and resilient as much as I need to be. And as well as that discipline. Because I can run this business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but not to the point where, you know, I'm not getting any sheer enjoyment out of it. Because, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that will do that kind of stuff. You've seen it before, all the controversy that's around it. But at the end of the day, everybody has to work together and be part of a unit. You don't have to be my best friend to work in J360 Productions. And speaking of that, I had a guy who ran around saying he was my best friend. And I was like, dude, you're going to have to quit doing that stuff. He was a regular old Judas, I'll tell you that. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to say Judas. Nah, I'm not going to say Judas. Because I wasn't giving up for like 30 pieces of silver. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to say all that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I was, in order to be betrayed, you're going to have to trust people. And you see, the thing about it is, I really never did. No, nope, not at all. So if he's listening to this, it's like, yep, you know now, don't you? <laughs> and, and it's only because of the way people run about trying to manipulate and gaslight you. That's why. It's not about fear of it. It's just like, you'll know after a while. And not only that, like, at the end of the day, if he just followed through and he would just run the shows accordingly and keep communication up and not bury himself inwards when somebody has a, you know... A complaint or a criticism of him, which by the way, yes, unfortunately for those of you out there, all these rules and all this stuff that goes down with this online creating, yeah, you're going to have to learn how to take criticism. You might have pens in you. You might be as soft-hearted as you need to be, but you're going to have to learn how to roll with it. You know why? Just like the whole thing on my phone earlier. I'm not embarrassed by that. I was like, okay. Let's just, let's just hopefully it'll shut down. Oh, wait, it's not shutting down. Son of a... You see what I'm saying? And it's the humor. And you should always try to find something to laugh about every day. Like, you know, as soon as I... I'm trying not to laugh entirely at it right now, but it just goes to show moments like that. You know, these things are funny. You should be laughing about it all the time. It's just like, there's a reason why I keep going to that day job. And it's not just the money. It's the effery, man. It's the humor behind all that stuff. If you ever want to see something dysfunctionally ran, take a good look at some of these institutions out here, including the retail ones. Oh, now that's funny. <laughs> I mean, because you'll see right there, you'll see like how some people go too hard on this job to the point where they treat their staff like, you know, to the point where they treat their staff like lemmings. 
And then, of course, you'll see, like, certain people kissing up to the bosses so they don't necessarily have to work hard. And then you see people bending over backwards because their baby mama's up in there and stuff. Oops, I really shouldn't announce that crap. By the way, I wonder how my um, would-be supervisor is doing. I'm just kidding, kidding, kidding. Oh, God, I hope I am. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I've noticed this, and it's like, you, you gotta laugh at this stuff sometimes. And then they try to tell you that it's unsafe time. It's fast living. Oh, you, you're not ready for that kind of stuff. And it's like, you don't know that. And see, the thing is, nobody will ever know if you're ready but you. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when you quit a job and everyone's like, oh, how come you quit that job? You know, how come? Why do you give a damn? Random people do that stuff. Because they're totally content with you staying in the same spot. But what did I tell you earlier? You stay in the same spot, you're dead. I mean, that's it. you got comfortable. I'm not comfortable about anything. Complete uncertainty surrounds me, and I got to walk through it all the time. I mean, a matter of fact, even with the current day job I do have, I could lose that at any time, and I know it. And you know the funny part about it is? I don't give a damn. I really don't. I'm like right there. I, I will sit right there in my company uniform and tell you I don't give a damn. That's how far gone I've became. <laughs> You know, but but at the same time, I already know I'm going to other places and I'm doing what I got to do and I'm not going to start fighting to get what I want. Or at least get, you know, a reasonable facsimile. But then at the same time, that's not entirely true because I don't like consolation prizes. I don't like second place trophies. I don't like silver medals. You know what I'm saying? And that's what this episode is about, man. You got to be stubborn. You got to be resilient. You got to do things you don't want to do. You got to be, sometimes you got to really push yourself when you're not in the mood. Like when you're writing that novel or something, you know, it's nice to start out, but then you stop paying attention to it. And then all of a sudden when you come right back to it, much like starting up a Final Fantasy save, you don't know where the hell you are. And so you got to go ahead and rebuild on that too, instead of just being like, you know what? All right, I'll go ahead and write for half a day today. And then like maybe take tomorrow off, but I got to come back on it the day after tomorrow. You got to stay on these things. Because, yeah, there are things I want to do. Sure, I want an Oscar. Even though Oscars are kind of whatever. still want to get an Oscar. I wouldn't mind getting a Humanitarian of the Year award. I wouldn't mind going for, you know, a Tony award. Damn sure getting an Emmy. And I damn sure am getting a Pulitzer. It's on my vision board. It sits right there and I look at it all the time because guess what? I'm qualified enough to get it. And I want an Asimov award too because I love sci-fi. So, these are things that, you know, once again, I'm manifesting, and I'm going to get it, one way or another. And, of course, I got a certain pretty individual I want to be with. So, I'm taking care of that issue, too. Even though it's not really an issue, but you know what I mean. (laughs) So, there's things that you got to do, you know what I mean? And then sacrifices need to be made. I mean, a lot of people don't want to make that sacrifice, so they don't go for it, and then they try to persuade you not to go for it and then it's like you don't control me and here's the thing they don't control you either you know what i'm saying and if it scares the hell out of you it might be worth it now don't hold me to this because see some people will say well you know i wanted to do something really really harmful to myself you said like if if it scares you then it's totally worth it it's like not for that role you check (laughs) it not not at all that's not what i'm talking about See how you twist my words? 
I'm talking about really, really changing your life, not living monotonous, you know? Like, actually pull it together. See, this episode is not about, like, this episode is not going to be about me going after Trump. It's not going to be about me going after Kamala Harris. It's not going to be about me going after certain social elites right now. This is about me talking to all of you out there that are really suffering from this COVID-19 or any fallouts, layoffs, all that kind of stuff. I mean, everybody out here is good at something. And I'm sure that that something could probably make you a pretty hefty amount of cash. You could go ahead and you could invent something that could change the landscape if you wanted to. There's a lot of things out here you could do, but if you're not out here pushing for it, you know, um, well then, you pretty much are going to be adhered to the powers that be instead of being one of those powers. See what I'm saying? And (laughs) why would you want to do that to yourself? You know what I mean? Like, why would you want your life to be small? And what the hell is notifying me? Good Lord. You know, like, when I go on the show, everybody wants to talk. But when I'm not on the mic, yeah, see, exactly. (laughs) Ah, hell. I'm sure it's something important, but I'm not going after that right now. You guys are important, especially when I'm doing this show. And it's just like... A lot of people out here are hurting, man. So at the end of the day, try to show some compassion to them. Like, don't be an ageist on that kind of stuff. Don't be like, oh, you know, you should have done this at such and such. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Life's different. Or like the whole thing, oh, well, you know, you lost your house. (laughs) You might lose that house you can't afford, but you can go into another house that you can afford, and you can find a way to make this stuff work. Oh, you're going to go to New York, huh? The taxes are outrageous. The taxes might be crazy as hell, but you can figure this stuff out. Oh, you're going to California, COVID-19's there. Well, you're here, so at the end of the day, you're a friggin' infection, right? <laughs> like, when I tell you guys that kind of stuff, you know, and I use that voice, I'm not making fun of um certain people with needs. I'm making fun of people out here that will do whatever they can to try to manipulate you and talk to you. And most of the time, they got the same damn voice because, if anything, they're in reference to what your self-doubt is. And you see, the thing is, I'm not going to be crazy and tell you I don't have any self-doubt. It's just not powerful. My self-confidence is crazy as hell. And yours should be too. Why not? Make it interesting. And then if something hits you, you know, you're already ready for it. Now, just like the whole thing about me not trusting people, I have to work on that. Now, keep in mind, those of you in the pod fam and all, you guys are not a part of that. We actually hit it off the bat. We've been friends. You know what I'm saying? I have no problem with y'all. A lot of you independent creators I really don't have a problem with. You know what I'm saying? But I'm talking about the other kind of folks. Generic folks. Things like that. So, you know. Oh, and I do trust and I love interest, of course. I mean, that's that's what you got to build it off of. I mean, chances are, you know, like, uh, well, you know, like when you're dealing with matters of the heart, and this is funny as hell. You ever meet those people that say, I, I, I want a relationship so bad, but I don't want to go through no pain. Are you serious? Do you know things can go one or two ways, up or down? Do you know, like, pain is like the price you pay for that kind of stuff? I mean, you got to kind of look at stuff and then look at yourself and say, damn, I'm willing to get hurt. 
because you're going to go through it regardless what. Here's the thing about that, too. See, some people are afraid of the pain of being hurt by the ones they love, but they forget about the pain of not being loved. They forget about the pain about, you know, not pursuing love. That's painful in itself. So one way or another, it's a double-edged sword, and you burn a candle at both ends, and then you're going to end up as ridiculous as can be. So one way or another, I think at the end of the day, try to step up a little bit. Now, I'm not going to go ahead and say, you got to get over it. You got to do this. You got to do that. Some of y'all need a little bit of time. Just don't take too much of it because it's always running out. Like, I'm going to just give you a nudge. That'll help you. But, you know, sometimes I do a lot of self-help and a lot of motivation here. And just to try to keep you all going. You know what I mean? Because everything's in a state of flux right now. And we're not out of the weeds with COVID-19. And matter of fact, I just got something in my mail not too long ago. Talking about, well, this is what COVID-19 is going to look like in the fall. I'm like, really? It's going to look different in the fall? I mean, at the end of the day, some of y'all thought it was going to die off in summer. That the summer winds were going to kill it. But, you know, uh, I ain't paying attention to this crap. I'm going to wear gloves. I'm going to wear a mask sometimes. Well, you know, in the obvious places. And then I'm going to get through this the best way I know how to. One day at a time. But, that being said, though, I mean, I talked to y'all here off enough on that. But that's what this restructuring is all about. Because, I mean, the way the old ways were going, fine. But I'm not comfortable. And I don't need to be satisfied right now. I need to be busting my ass like S. Anthony Thomas and all the rest of these podcasters. Which is why I'm working on the Patreon page. I'm working on the website. I'm working on, you know, the stuff for the IG. <laughs> God, it's a lot of a lot of stuff. And it's going to be all taken care of by the end of the month because I know how I am. And then, of course, you know, you got the Monster Fest coming this year. And that's going to be great. Ah, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited. So... You know, and I hope you all are too. And hey, speaking of which, a lot of you other podcasters out there, y'all want to help me out with some of these events? You know, once again, email me, j360productions at outlook.com. Or, you know, here's one even better leave me a voicemail on the hotline, which is 240 903 1634. We'll go ahead and we'll work some things out, okay? But it's getting closer to the end of all this stuff. I might have broken a few podcast rules, but then again, I break rules all the time. If I didn't, I wouldn't be J-Man, right? (laughs) So until then, this is the J-Man signing off. I will catch you all later. Peace.